You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. We're not going to go too far back into the long box this week, Chris, because we're going to talk about Dark Days Metal. Yeah, with this one, we're going to be in the current issues because things are going to get metal. So the idea, uh, the thing that we had here is that uh, we wanted, we're going to be going to Phoenix Comic Fe- Comic Con, Comic Fest. It's not Comic Con. Comic anymore. Fest, yeah. Don't say Comic that we could get sued. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix Comic Fest this week and... Uh, Two of the big guests that are going to be there is going to be uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. That's going to be awesome. The creators of the Dark Knight story. Or, I'm sorry, Dark Days story. Dark Days Metal. Dark Days Metal. We're just going to call it Metal. Metal's good. Fine. (laughs) DC Metal. Um, And we wanted to see what what would that look like in the Marvel Universe, maybe. Yeah, how would some... How would some ultimate metal look? How would some uh, <laughs> cinematic metal look now? But uh, yeah, like I mean, obviously, if we do it in one universe, we got to do it in the other. So I'm excited by this challenge. You got to do, it, and, and it kind of fits because the whole idea behind Dark Days Metal was the 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 you know what what happens with Batman as he merges with the other superheroes. So now we're we're seeing what happens uh, with those characters in the DC or Marvel universe. Yeah, who do you take from the MU and merge them with, you know, their teammates or opposites or things like that. Like this one really was it was just such a fun concept because this is like this is the writing that's straight out of our minds. I mean, not that I'm trying to toot our horns, but I mean, isn't it so cool to be like, let's take these characters and mix them together and do some wicked cool stuff with them? Like, I'm just, I'm stoked. I keep saying dark days. It's dark nights. Dark, dark nights. The metal. metal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or a dark nights metal. Anyways, you knew what I was talking about, readers. <laughs> don't, don't, don't at me. Okay. I know my comic <laughs> books. I'm just a little flustered at the moment. But yes, we are, we are going to see what that looks like in the Marvel Universe in, through our eyes, through our minds. So... Let's uh, get into the spinner rack first. Chris, what is there to read today? Okay, so if you're at your local comic book show, here's what I would recommend. Detective Comics 981. This is building towards the last arc of the current writer, James Tinian IV, if I remember correctly. He's been doing some amazing stuff on this book. Um, So if you want to be there for the final finale, these are the issues to get. Flash, issue 47. Flash Wars comic. And I'm freaking excited, man. <laughs> like, this has been awesome. Like, you have two great artists that are just totally flashing back to my early days of comic books. Scott Collins and, oh, my God, I just lost his name. But he was the artist on JLA when we started uh, with Grant Morrison was on there. God. Oh. Uh, uh, Dell. Howard Dell. Howard Dell. Howard Dell. So you got those two guys on the flash book. It's awesome. What do you, what, what do you, is there anything, any story that you would equate this to, like, that's already happened? Ooh. Well, I mean, honestly, like this is this is forcing me to go dig out my back issues. So, like, I mean, I, I okay with Flash going so good because I'm gonna be honest with you, I kind of drifted away from Flash. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried it out for New Fifty Two, I was done. Um, I really didn't give it a fair shake and rebirth. But since this has been happening, it's forced me to go back and read three stories that I love from Flash: The Return of Barry Allen, Chain Lightning, 
and Zoom or Blitz. Blitz, okay. And this has been awesome. And literally with Scott Collins drawing some of the panels or drawing the pages in the last book, it's like I'm reading Blitz again. I'm like, oh my God, I swear to God, I know I've seen that image before. (laughs) Because that last issue was basically like what's happened to Hunter Zolomon since the last time we saw him and Mm. it was great they did a great job with that so i mean if you're a flash fan this is the story we've been waiting for this is this is a badass stuff right now so flash war okay um hal jordan and the green lantern Corps issue 45 will be out that'll be continuing on with the green lanterns versus the dark stars building to issue 50 and as we learned in the solicits for three months from now i can't do my math but we're gonna issue 50 is gonna be the end of Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. So who knows what's gonna happen? We know Robert Vendetti's moving on to Hawkman. Uh, the rumor mill says it's gonna be Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp will be the new Green Lantern crew launching with a brand new number one. Hal Jordan in the, in the ring seat. I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of excited, but at the same time, it's Grant Morrison. He's kind of out there. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I mean, has has Grant Morrison tackled the Green Lanterns before? No. Like, I mean, his only real work with Green Lantern would probably be Kyle in, in JLA. the JLA book. Okay. And, I mean, he did a great job with Kyle. And if he were to take Kyle and give him the main seat, I wouldn't be against it. But, you know, I'm a Hal fan. I right. want to see what's going on. Plus, I kind of want to see some Green Lanterns on Earth that aren't Simon and Jessica. I mean, I, just, I don't know. Like, Do you ever do you ever think about the, the idea that there is six? lanterns from earth alone right <laughs> not not sector 2814 but just earth which is part of sector 2814 right like yeah. isn't that a little overkill like i mean I, we do get in um what was it uh darkest night where the the guardians explain that earth is actually the center of the universe as opposed to oa oh yeah with that whole uh the white entity uh the entity living inside the earth and things right. like that. no i mean like it is one of those things where it's like it's funny because it's like every villain is attacking earth everybody's attacking earth why the hell earth and you know then that just adds more to it like well why do six earthlings why do six american earthlings Ooh, i didn't even <laughs> think about that yeah they are all american yeah, you know so i mean it's it's tough. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, like, oh wow, winning the lottery, but apparently, American Earthlings win the shit out of that one. <laughs> but then again, I mean, there's been a lot of that where it's like, okay, I mean, uh, Tomar Ray was the Zudarian Green Lantern, and then when he died, it went to Tomar too. His son, and then they, well, but they they changed that. They said, oh yeah, that's his son. Oh, so it's that's like, right, yeah. Again, how does a a family? inherit green lantern rings you know because i mean the rules are all wacky you know so, so. we know that hal's ring is his own manifestation right now it's yes. his own ring yeah. i made from his will so technically that's not a green lantern ring that's, that's his, true that's his ring yeah uh w- did his ring go somewhere did it get destroyed oh it man it got I'm taken by sinister or sin- no sinister, right? actually no he didn't have a ring um it got yeah let's see if we go back to the war of the green lanterns which came out of Brightest Day. So Hal kills Corona, the evil guardian. Mm-hmm. The guardians strip him of a ring. And the ring goes to Sinestro. Mm-hmm. Sinestro used that ring to make like a secondary ring that he can control for Hal. Right. Then, oh man, how does Hal get it? Maybe I think Hal got his ring back. But I know what happened was he gave up a ring to wear that Corona gauntlet. And that's when he was that new edgier looking green the renegade green lantern <laughs> during new 52 u right and then after that he became so powerful that he started becoming light so that's when he made his own ring in green lantern 
our Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps rebirth right. issue. So, so, so I guess that was my question is where is, where is Hal Jordan's original ring or Abin Sur's ring? Essentially, Ooh, I think those are. I think uh, for sure, Abin Sur's ring is destroyed. Maybe it's maybe it's Kyle's original ring because technically, you know, if we go back to that, Hal steps on his ring and Green Lantern Fifty flies away. Ganthet remolds it and gives, and gives it, it to Kyle. Gives it to Kyle. Okay, you know, but Kyle has lost that ring since then, right? I mean, he's he's been he's become a lantern of every color. He's become the the White Lantern. He's become the Gray Lantern. Uh, does his original ring ever come back to him? Is is, you know, well, is and, he wearing his original ring? Well, right and then now? that's how they played it, though. That his Green Lantern ring kind of morphed into the other colors. Okay, so maybe is that a thing for Abin Sir to be even more powerful than we thought? Maybe I, that's definitely some good story points to tackle. You so, know, and then you got Guy and John's rings. Those those are, have always just been kind of interchangeable. I think weren't, they weren't produced by by Hal. No, because. They were given as backups, so technically they always shared Hal's ring. So if Hal got knocked unconscious, the ring would go to one of the two. Okay. Uh, but even then, like it was made big that John Stewart's ring, because John Stewart was wearing the ring of Hal Jordan, because Hal gave up the ring to go live with Carol during the time of the crisis. And when they were fighting on the moon, Goldfaced killed Tomar too. No, Tomar Ray. So Tomar Ray's ring went to Jon Stewart, which forced Hal's ring to go back to Hal. Okay. Okay. So yeah. then, uh, so, I mean, those two rings are accounted, those, they're basically just, you know, the Green Lantern Corps gave yeah, them Yeah, it's rings. like, here's your standard issue ring. Uh, uh, Simon got his ring because Kyle gave up his ring, didn't he? I, I can't remember, I'm but there was very... something to it. There was something to it. And even then, Jessica's ring has something to it. Well, Jessica's ring, well, originally Jessica had the power ring from the, the Quarian, the the negative. Well, she had the negative. Yeah, the quad, the the the. Oh God, no, Quardarian, Quards, the Quardinian, Quardinian yeah. ring. Yeah, the, but she has a Green Lantern ring because she got you, that at the end of. Yeah, she has it now. Dark Side War, but but so, even her ring's a little bit different. Oh, yeah, it has its own like its own AI that thinks way differently, and even then, uh, Simon Boz has the whole Emerald Sight. Mm. And that's something different. And he could actually, he woke somebody from a coma with his ring. So, I mean, they've been planting these seeds that these guys can do something cool, but nobody's done anything yet. So maybe Grant Morrison, because I know you're listening, maybe you do, uh, you know, the, the history of the rings. You do a eight-part mini and you, you and explain I, or something. I think that's what I was trying to get at is that uh, the fact that we have six Green Lanterns from Earth Maybe we don't. Maybe we have one Green Lantern from Earth, or, or at the most three Green Lanterns from Earth, but the rest of them are uh, not exactly Green Lanterns. They're no, all because their rings different. are something different. Exactly. Ah, that could be a good way to look at it so and solve the problem. Kyle's ring, Simon's ring, and Jessica's ring are all something that's completely different. Well, I mean, technically, uh, Hal's ring is something different, too. So there's only two. It's. It's well, true. There's only two true Green Lanterns. Guy and John, all, yeah. and then Guy is going to be or John is going to becoming a UV Lantern, whatever that means. Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. We'll have to ask Scott Snyder. And <laughs> boy, and that's the tough part is how much of this stuff is edited within that house. You know, like did the Green Lantern editor approve that for Justice League, or is the Justice League editor like, hey, my book's going to outsell yours, so we're going to do what we want with those characters. Mm. And is Guy still considered Color Guard? Is that what it was? Honor Guard. Honor Guard. Honor Guard. Yeah. I 
think they still use that phrase. I don't think they've used it in a while. Because that's the hard part. Like, no offense to Robert Vendetti. I just, I don't know if he had that much knowledge on Green Lantern lore. Uh-huh. And that really hasn't been a strong suit in his books. Now, when they had Green Lanterns, when that launched out of Rebirth for Simon and Jessica, they did play with some mythology of the Green Lantern rings. And they were like, oh, well, who were the first seven ring bearers and stuff mm. like that? So they played with something. But again, that's all inserting continuity to make it true right all right so i mean i think that's definitely there and that's something that would definitely be a strength of grant morrison to do to get in there and 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 talk about the fact that there are six green lanterns on earth if in hell if something actually happens with uh uh doomsday clock and we get you know the justice the justice society of america so then you have alan Alan scott Scott show up with his special green lantern ring that's seven green lanterns from earth I don't know. I think that maybe that's how we get the JSA back. Maybe the Green Lantern, <laughs> it's, it's all connection through the Green Lantern. I, hey, I, I'd be down for that. Or right? anything, anything that brings Green Lantern back to being in the forefront of the DCU, I'm excited <laughs> for. Yeah, that, that sounds like something we got to start writing out here. We got we got the myth of the lantern. <laughs> yeah. well, let's see. But uh, continuing on. So, yeah, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Court, issue 45 is out. Uh, Justice League, No Justice, part three of four. This has actually been fun. This is really taking some major league stuff. I mean, obviously, this is a book that falls out of metal. Uh, in metal they broke the source wall so now we're seeing some of the ramifications of that and i'll be honest with you i've read parts one and two i've enjoyed it so i highly recommend go out there and get it uh let's see we have super sons number 16 that book is going to be coming down onto its final arc do you know what its last number is is it i want to say 18 off the top of my head i think that's the correct number but i could be wrong and then Wonder Woman issue 47 is out there as well. And Wonder Woman, she's going to start exploring the dark gods. Again, more fallout from the metal storyline. So her book's actually been really good. So I'd mm. recommend that. Now, is that dark from like the dark multiverse? Or are we just talking about like the dark, darker gods in the Greek mythology that she already follows? Could be one or the other. Not too sure. I don't think they've really specified yet. Is it going to be at like the darker side of the Greek pantheon? Pantheon? greek gods or is it gonna be you know like what do the greek gods look like from the batman who laughs realm and things like that not too sure yeah that that would be something interesting so yeah, that would be kind of a cool way to look at it uh, let's see jumping onto the other side of the fence over at marvel comics so if you are enjoying or if you're missing the boat on amazing spider-man they are going to be putting amazing spider-man issue 794 and 798 out on some extra printings fifth print and third print respectively so if you've missed those issues fear not some reprints are coming their way uh straight out of the movies we will be getting black panther number one his series is going to be getting a fresh start um good creative on it so it's definitely going to be one of those books to pick up who's who's the creative on that let me see here the uh, creative because you know they've they've done a few relaunches of, of black panther and uh i know that the the reggie hudlin was the that's his name, right? Yeah, Rick yes. was the he was a huge story in it, and then uh, who's the newer one? The lady that wrote uh, she wrote something about the Dora Milaje, I think, and and she was ooh, I want to say it was Gray Rose Gray or Roseanne Gray or something like that. She's Roxanne Gray. Roxanne Gray sounds comfortable. I think yeah, that's that's who I was thinking of. Well, let's see. For this for this new volume, we'll have Tanes. I'm sure I'm saying this wrong. Tanesi Coates, and uh, I've been hearing great. Great writings coming out of that author. And Daniel Acuna is the artist, one okay. of the artists. And Daniel Acuna is great. Um, he does some amazing art, like 
very poster worthy painted looking stuff nice. so yeah so that one is actually that one's kind of got a little bit of good hype to it now is there only one black panther book in production right now yes i mean we'll have like the, like you might still have the uh, that black panther rise of the panther which was like a new origin story okay so that might still be finishing up but yeah right now we just have one book you'll be having some wakanda spinoffs i remember that where it's like wakanda and the spider-man wakanda and the x-men and something like that so they'll be playing with that but right now no for black panther it's pretty much centralized i mean i have to say that I, i'm really not familiar with the black panther mythos and uh, the the wakanda backstory in general i i at this point my biggest influence would be the movie. And oh, yeah. I, I mean, eh, I can either say I'm ashamed of that or I'm, you know, that's just, I, there's lots of books that just don't interest me and I, I just oh, never caught only, on. Yeah, you only read what you're, what, what draws your attention and hopefully the movies steer your attention in the ways of those books. It kind of does. You know, yeah. the, the movie made me kind of want to go and read some more black Panther stuff. So I, I, I might go and pick like, I, I know, I know the, the, a, a recent history story of uh, Shir- when Shuri took over as Black Panther. That yeah. that actually kind of interests me. I would love to see. I would love to read more about her because her character was just so great in the movie. Makes me also want to think like they should take some of the characters that were in the movie, whether they're dead or not dead in the comic books at this point. But like, you, what would you do with Okoye? Like, team her up with somebody and they had an adventure, like a two and one or whatever that is it yeah marvel 2 and 1 yeah marvel 2 and 1 yeah. yeah so you just you know you have Okoye and black and black widow go on an, uh, a mission together you have uh nakia and um captain marvel go on an adventure together you have uh shuri and peter parker go on an adventure together you have mbaku and uh doctor doom uh, you know one special font when mbaku <laughs> talks <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I just think that would be a great way to definitely. I mean, it, that's how you always got me into other books. Like you, you do the the special crossover issues, and be like, ah. Oh. I mean, we talked about it a couple times. We we're like, man, you're gonna make me start picking up fucking <laughs> uh, ambush bug now. All right, I guess. <laughs> characters there. Well, you know, and that's the smart way to do it. Like right now, like I would say, then if you're really serious about this, I would go back, find the rise of the Black Panther, or wait for the trade. That's going to give you more of a modern update of the histories. And then, like, Teneste Coates, like, I'm looking forward, and I feel bad. I want to admit this. I don't know if that's a man or a woman. Okay. But this writer is taking over Captain America, and I'm excited about it. Like, I've, I've heard nothing but good from this writer, so I can't wait to see you know, what, what what they're going to do on Captain America. And honestly, you know, with Black Panther, the, this could definitely be a hot topic book. You know, like this is going to be a contender for one of the new breakout series for the year. So that could be something worthwhile. So, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously get out to the shop, pick up that issue one and, you know, give it a whirl, see how it goes. Uh, let's see. So continue on. Uh, Domino, if you missed Domino number one, we'll be getting a second print. So if... I have my copy. I haven't read it yet. I'm so excited, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, after the movie, that again, again, too. What? How great is it that these movies are taking second-tier characters and giving them good spotlights? Right. So that was a great opportunity to strike there. Uh, but this is the one that is taking your money. Hunt for Wolverine, yeah. Mystery in Matapur, number one of four. We talked about this last week. Yep. I don't so know who the hell's writing it, so I don't know why you're buying it. <laughs> Sorry. So disappointed in myself. Uh, but here's the book you should be buying: Infinity Countdown, Dark Hawk, number one of four. Dark Hawk, uh, Dark Hawk. Actually, they're doing some crazy stuff with the Dark Hawk, like mythology. Like it's almost like 
uh, Novas and Darkhawks are going to be like Green Lantern and Sinestro Corps people. So I'm kind of excited. Which is interesting because, I mean, the suits actually look kind of the same too, don't they? Because they, the Darkhawk helmet has a it has like a, a, a gray uh, star on it as opposed to the red they star. Are, right? Yeah, they're kind of similar. Um, well, and especially they're playing, like I know you've been reading more of the Infinity Countdown, mm-hmm. but like in the Guardians book that was preluding to that, they had that Nova's brother, I think it's Chris Ryder. Mm-hmm. He was a Nova, but then he was left stranded. So the Darkhawks picked him up and brainwashed him into going on their side. And so the newest issue of Countdown, like, you know, Ryder comes up and he's like, you fucking Darkhawk, <sighs> you you scumbags. Blah, blah, blah. And then this is like, whoa, are you Richard Ryder? <laughs> yeah, why? Takes off his glove and he shows he's missing the pinky. And he's like, it's my brother. You know, <laughs> so that's going to have some ramifications. So um, that's kind of neat. The only other Darkhawk I know about was the one that was on the losers team, loners team. I think they call them losers and they also call them loners. Or they wanted to call them losers, but they ended up calling them loners. So in on the that special mini, uh, it was the every cover was a different version of a John Hughes movie. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, so it had um, Ricochet on the team. It had Julie Powers on the team. It essentially it was all. Uh, I, I think it was run the team. Well, they didn't start off as a team. They were support group because they were all. X uh, teen superheroes or X teen sidekicks <laughs> so or whatever group for them. Yeah, and uh, Darkhawk was on the team, and he had his suit still, uh, and he just was not. He just it was like it was kind of like a drug for him. He was an addiction. He's like he couldn't put the suit back on, or else it would it would do something to him. Oh wow! So uh, that's the only Darkhawk I know about. But huh. interesting. Yeah. Well, they're they're definitely they're, again they're changing up the mythos that it's a strong enough character that it has a found base, but it's not a strong enough character to preserve what was there. Right. So, or not necessarily say that they're changing all up, but they're definitely adding and changing. Uh, but here's the big comic from Marvel. This one's going to be the sad one. Invincible Iron Man number six hundred, the last Bendis Marvel comic book. Oh my goodness! Uh, yep. Yeah. So from Action Comics one thousand, we're going back to Marvel. And we're going to see how he's going to end his saga with Tony Stark. Now, Tony is back alive. Yes, we're, we're pulling him out of the coma. We're pulling him out of the iron-encased cocoon thingy he was in. So he's going to go back to normal, okay. which has already been kind of spoiled for us because Avengers is currently on issue two, and Tony's alive and kicking there. Uh, okay. <laughs> he's so very much his Robert Downey he, Jr. self. <laughs> 600 was where he was going to come out of the, the I think cocoon? he's been kind of – I've been a, I'm like an issue or two behind, but – if I remember correctly, he's already kind of out, but he's not fully himself type of thing. So this is where it's going to be like all the bits and pieces of Tony will be put back together again. So you know how in giant uh, industry crossovers, like like over at Darkest Night that in DC, that was a that was a Green Lantern crossover that went across the whole the whole industry, right? Yeah. Um, Secret Empire, I guess, was kind of like a Captain America. Yeah, it kind of started in the cat books, and then it spilled out to them. Has there ever been a Iron Man crossover, like Iron Man centric crossover? Well, I mean, they did have the Armor Wars, but back then it wasn't big enough to be like, let's make a mini series right. out of it. So there was the Armor Wars. It wasn't that more just like in the Iron um, Man. Yeah, it was book just in the itself. Iron Man books, and the characters would come into the book. Right. Um, then he would get absorbed into like the uh, what call it the Avenger books. And then I know that's when they had that spin out Force Works. Mm-hmm. Then when they were really screwing with Tony, that's when they had the Avengers, the Crossing, 
And that's the one where the adult Tony was crazy, so they had to kill him, and they replaced him with young Tony young. from the timeline. <laughs> um, but honestly, I would say, like, universe-wise, there really hasn't been one. Has he been at the center of them? Yes, especially when they made him Iron Man director of S.H.I.E.L.D. right after Civil War. Yeah. But it's, it's not like they were something like, you know, like how Shadowland was for Daredevil. Where right. You buy Shadowland, you buy Daredevil. You buy or, Shadowland, yeah. Or more, more recently, um, Damnation was Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like, I have to wonder, I mean, with the popularity of the movies and, and Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, why have, has that not happened? Is is the, the Iron Man book just just can't sell? I mean, is it is it just a thing because everybody talks about how before the 2008 movie of iron man right like no one really cared about yeah he wasn't what he He, was now no he's definitely not the the forefront he's i mean because of the mcu i would say he's he is a a flagship character for marvel now. oh yeah that definitely put him on the map so why in the 10 years of the mcu have they not done a uh, armor wars 2 or uh you know call it something else call it I mean, I, I guess Civil War was him and t- is and him and Cap, right? But that was even before two thousand eight. Yeah, that was like two thousand two thousand seven, right? I don't remember. I think so. I think it's definitely well before um, the movies. You know, the the cinematic universe definitely took off. And you're right. You know, it is weird how it's like, wow, we've had crossovers for all this stuff. But then again, maybe his book's been a consistent seller that they didn't need that shot in the arm. They just put him in other books to help. You know, Avengers: The Initiative. They put him the face on that, even though it was a young kid teen book. You know, that's true. I the Avengers. He's been way. smeared all over that. You know, but I just, I just feel like the it's the, the their world, the Marvel U is is just ripe right now. Before, t- cross my fingers, whatever you want to do. Spoiler alert: If you think I know anything, <laughs> Tony Stark dies in Avengers Four. Like, I, I really feel like that's what's going to end up happening. He's going to have to be the guy that that lays down on the line and sacrifices himself so the mm-hmm. other man can live as Cap put it in Avengers. Right. So, uh, you know, he's going to be gone. You're, you need to strike still and, and maybe get that out there kind of thing. I, I, you, you know, it, it would definitely, it's, it's something worth pursuing. And honestly, maybe the man to answer those questions and the man who would do something like that, Dan Slott is taking over Iron Man. Mm. Dan Slott has done that where it's like, we have Spider-Man, but go read Clone Conspiracy. And that spun in between the two. So, you know, I mean, he loves to make characters bigger. Yeah. So maybe it's just that because... I mean, Iron Man, even though all that was happening, he never really had the big creative talent to drive him. I mean, he had Matt Fraction, but I kind of felt like Matt Fraction was more assigned that book than he wanted to write it. Because you look at what he did with Hawkeye. Or the X-Men. Yeah, you know, and that was bigger in its effect than what it affected. Right, yeah. You know, trying to get, like, I sound what I know what I'm saying. (laughs) No, I think uh, you you nailed it. (laughs) But, you know, so I think there was stuff like that. Uh, Then... Gosh, who else have we had on the book? Maybe Kieran Gellion, uh, Bendis was on it. Bendis was on it twice, you know. And even then, right now, you know, this hunt for Tony Stark, that was supposed to be the big thing. But at the start of, or at the tail end of Legacy, it was crossovers within the books. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And I feel like Bendis would have been a good one to do it, too, since, you know. he. And then maybe, too, you know, I mean, you could argue Civil War, too. You would read Iron Man to see some insights and. And you go back and read Civil War two to be bored, and then you'd come back. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just feel like it, it just wasn't focused enough. Like you, you understand what I'm trying to depict. Oh yeah, like I mean, like if they could take Iron again, Man, yeah, if they could take Green Lantern and say, okay, we did Rebirth, and that was awesome. 
We did Sinestro Core War, and that's how you do a crossover. So this time, take that idea and apply it to the DC universe. It's like, well, why wasn't Iron Man that? You know, like, yeah. how did that not, you know, come to fruition? Yeah, yeah. just uh, or even hell, an Iron Man Avengers book crossover. How did that not happen? In yeah, some like sense? you could totally be. Uh, I don't know uh, who's the evil version of Iron Man in the so Doctor Doom. You know, uh, Doctor Doom is is got this. His his mortal enemy, fucking Reed, Reed Richards, is no longer there. So he has to go up. And he's gonna be like, no, I'm I'm using my Doom bots, and we're gonna take over the world. And you know, Tony's like, okay, I'm getting the Avengers, and I'm armoring them all up. Like this is <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do, and we're gonna take it on. Like this is the the new storyline. I don't know. I, I just, Iron Man it, metal. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. Iron Man metal. I mean, it's just. It, I feel like why is why did they not do something with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, you know, you're right. Like, looking at it, thinking about the Iron Man history from that point. Because, I mean, yeah, his book was doing good. Like, I'm so pissed. I have, like, four or five Iron Man trades that I'm missing. And I think it was Matt Fraction's run when they did the whole, like, it was right around when Tony basically got fired from the top cop position. Right. And Norman Osborn and Hammer were hunting him down. And so he basically had to put that usb in his head and dumb himself down yeah you know and i was like oh this was so cool and then like when the book that was the first time cap iron man and thor got back together Mm -hmm. and they they hooked the battery up to his chest piece into cap shield and thor hit it with lightning it was like yeah we're saving tony you know (laughs) was that when he was the mechanic uh no i don't think that was that part i don't remember that but it was just so cliche, but it was in its own book, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. Iron Man did kind of stay in his own shell. Huh. Head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Well, moving it on just so we can get out of the spinner rack here. Uh, Thanos 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 will all be getting some reprints. So I know that story's been awesome. A lot of people are f- like just waiting for this space Ghost Rider Punisher hybrid to come out. So those are his origin tales. Uh, True Believers Wolverine, the brothers, number one, and True Believers Wolverine versus Venom, number one. Some cheap, easy dollar comic books worth picking up. If you like your X-Men team's dark and nasty, Weapon X, number 18, is out there. X-Men Gold, number 28, will be out there starting to build the path towards the Kitty Colossus wedding. And then lastly, from Marvel, you are Deadpool, number four of five. (laughs) If you can't pay to go see the movie again, then you can read about being Deadpool. Yeah, that's heart. an interesting <laughs> book. The idea of that book, the the whole interactiveness of it, and the yeah, kind of choose your own adventure ish. I believe, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Just talking about the the Frank Castle Ghost Rider Power Cosmic, right? Like this might get me a few enemies online, but what a way to take a bunch of second tier characters <laughs> and just like boost them up by making them all one character, like. Like, yeah, the, the Punisher has its huge following, right? It has its its. Oh, yeah, he's got his little cult. It's got yeah, he's got his cult, he, and his fans are are adamant. And I would say the same thing about the Ghost Rider and the and the Silver Surfer. But I would say other than Punisher, probably has been able to hold his own book for a long time. But the the Ghost Rider and uh, uh, Silver Surfer, like their books, don't usually last. So. Yeah. What better way to just be like, okay, all three of them are one character now. It's Frank Castle, and he's a little crazy. He's a little Deadpoolish because we like Deadpool right now, and yeah. and he's got the power cosmic and the power of the spirit of vengeance. And fuck it, you know, all and he's a, a herald of Thanos. 
No, Harold. Yeah, no, yeah, no, Harold of Thanos. Uh, Harold of Thanos. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, it, it is a genius idea. Like again, this is this is some cool like what if mashup <laughs> Elseworlds fucking wild writing that i look forward to like i'm not gonna lie i'm buying that issue i went and bought the annual just so i could read like the missing tell of how he goes from frank castle to fucking riding around the spaceways (laughs) with a flaming skull you know i mean who's one more character you could possibly throw in there just to just to top it off fuck Give him some fucking adamantium claws, you know. Like, mean, I have, I, my, my body, my soul was battered, so they saved my body by encasing me in adamantium. And then when my body couldn't withstand, my soul was traded over the spirit of vengeance. And then, you know, yeah, fucking, yeah. I mean, He's a one-man Fantastic Four at that point. No kidding, no kidding. Uh, all right, so that is the spinner rack. Uh, was there anything? I don't have anything that I read this week. Is the only thing that I've been reading, which has actually been kind of a cool trip. So I bought that trade a long time ago, like back when the first Avengers movie ended, and I haven't gotten to it, so it's it's been quite a while. Um, it's a fucking like it's almost 500 pages. Like I was just looking at this, and like, geez, this is crazy. So it's the Avengers versus Thanos trade paperback. So basically, I'm gonna read the four stories: Avengers versus Thanos, uh, Silver Surfer, the Rebirth of Thanos, the Infinity Gauntlet, and the Thanos Imperative. Those four trades. I'm trying to read them before Avengers Four, so I've got a year, so I should be okay. <laughs> but. I've been reading them in the hopes of trying to figure out, like, okay, you know, what are some of the things that I've seen on film and maybe I can find ways that they're going to tie into it. But I have to say, for this trade coming out of 70s and 80s comics, it's fucking good. Like, I, like I, I'm looking at Drax. I'm like, he's a fucking cool-ass character. And, I mean, like, a lot of people, like, they'll get mad. They'll be like, oh, well, Dave Bautista made him comical and whatnot. And it's like, well, you know, that's the way they chose to go with his character. But, like, reading him in this, I'm like, he's like a badass Martian manner. <laughs> you know, like, he had telepathic abilities. He could fly. So I'm kind of like, well, then how did he lose all these powers? Like, what happened? But could he turn invisible? He didn't need to. He was fucking that hard. <laughs> he had to stay really still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, but no, it's been great. And and so it's funny, though, is like one of the issues was Iron Man 55, the first appearance. Then the next story arc is in the Captain Marvel book. And it's funny because I've known about Captain Marvel, but I didn't really read him or deal with him. And now I'm kind of like as I'm reading this book, it's crazy because I'm like – did Firestorm rip him off or did they rip off Firestorm? So they had the whole shared body with Rick Jones. Right. So they'd click the, the clank. They, they'd hit the, 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 yeah, the bracelets together. The lightning would strike and he'd become Captain Marvel. Huh, young boy turns into a superhero. Lightning Sounds interesting. Uh, you know. But then like you would see Rick Jones' thoughts, you know, his, his face drawn with his thoughts coming at Captain Marvel or vice versa. And I was like, well, that totally reminds me of Firestorm. So I'm kind of looking at this book. I'm like, all right. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's well deep in the jive of the seventies, but I'm digging it. Like it's actually been pretty solid story. So, uh, I'm almost finished with that and yeah, it's been good. Like do yourself a favor. I start looking on eBay for that trade. I think it's going to be worthwhile because it's basically the first, two major story arcs of Thanos and the first time he dies. Mm. So you'll get something there. So I've been enjoying that. Okay. Let's uh, go ahead and move on to uh, our challenge for this week. Dark Knight's metal from the DC universe uh, written by Scott Snyder, drawn by Greg Capullo. Um, this came out in uh, June. This said publication dates were June, 2017 to March, 2018, six issues total of the main story. Yes. Uh, we had we had quite a bit, bit of few tie-ins or Yeah, uh, we had the shots. spin-offs for each Batman, so each Batman got a one-shot. Then you had the Gotham Knights Resistance 
four-part crossover, uh, whatever they called the JLA one, that crossover. So here we go. We got Dark Days, The Forge, Dark Days, The Casting, Dark Knights, Metal, one through six, Batman, The Red Death, Batman. So Batman, The Red Death was his Batman and The Flash put together, Batman, The Murder Machine, which is Batman and, the, and Cyborg put together, Batman, The Dark... The Dawnbreaker, which is Batman and Green Lantern put together. Batman the Drowned, which is uh, Aquaman and Batman. Batman the Merciless, which is Batman and Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Uh, Batman the Devastator, which is Batman and Superman. And Batman the, or the Batman Who Laughs, which is Batman and the Joker. So uh, then you go on to Batman Lost, Hawkman Found, Dark Knight's, Dark Knights Rising the Wild Hunt, uh, then issues of Teen Titans number twelve, Nightwing number two or twenty nine, Suicide Squad twenty six, Green Arrow thirty two, The Flash thirty three, Justice League thirty two and thirty three, and How Jordan the Green Lantern Corps thirty two. Because there was Bats Out of Hell storyline, Gotham Resistance, uh, and a bunch of interludes. Yeah, and that's right. The Bats Out of Hell was when the evil Batman fought the Justice League and captured them. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was the Flash, Hal Jordan, and JLA books. And then the Resistance was the one for Green Arrow, Nightwing, Teen Titans, and Suicide, and Squad. Suicide Squad. Right. That one was one, I, I don't know if you got to read that, but I know that would be right up your alley. No, I that did read cool. that. That was a great book. I love I loved the... Uh, like the idea is it these are the those uh rock album covers where you know <laughs> there's all snow and fucking norse looking and shit like that so you had nightwing and and uh uh robin with their fur coats on or fur you know pelts on and you had uh what's uh his bat creature that he flies Goliath? oh my god yeah something like that i think it yeah, was yeah uh... that that he has fucking in the background so it's all very <laughs> very metal yeah looking. that totally was uh so then yeah th- those were the the issues that came out and as we as we said there was a bunch of jla all the jla characters combined with batman cuz in the dark mirror universe of the multiverse that we already have uh certain characters uh pissed off the batman to the point where he needed to take over the world and he to do so he used a power that would be mostly uh um uh contributed to that certain jla member yeah he'd he'd take something from their lore to defeat them which in the end would either overcome him or warp him to that dark side of things (laughs) oh i see what you did there um uh, it, this was all for Barbados, who is the bat god. He uh, wants to basically make the 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 universe that he that the our Justice League exists in, and then the rest of the fifty two universes dark, so that he can come back into power. Yeah. Uh, and to do so, he had to. I mean, this the seeds for this metal are all the way back in Rebirth, right? Uh, that's because that's part of what the button was and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, because originally this was going to be called the Dark Crisis, but they were just like, no, we don't want to play that. We want to just call it Metal, Dark Knight's Metal. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like a lot of this comes out of Greg and Scott's run from New Fifty Two Batman, continuing on and all these things, and just yeah, just a crazy rock and roll inspired love letter to comic books. <laughs> uh, what was it? When when was it that we saw the the uh, Plastic Man egg the first time? Was that I think that was that forge? forging the forging? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, there the, the idea there was because he was holding onto a piece of of metal or something right wasn't he encasing one isn't that why he was an egg from what i gathered it looked like like just because the way like the chemicals and how his 
his structure is that with the metal and the, 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 the music and the sonics going on, it was warping him. Okay. So, like, he put himself in the safest thing he could think of, which was being an egg. Yeah. Because once they're finally like, Plastic Man, let it out. And, like, they're like, become a, a dinosaur or a, a steamroller or a gun. And he's like, why not all of them? <laughs> rolls out the whole thing. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, like, Plastic Man is... Is out there. You know what's funny is that I I remember that issue of the of JLA written by Grant Morrison where he uh, essentially gives the the dialogue to Batman saying, "Hey, Plastic Man is actually the most powerful <laughs> meta in the world, like in the universe, like even more powerful than Superman. Maybe not as strong, but he can do anything. Like he can live through anything. So uh, I always found that was interesting, and I, I'm I'm glad that. Uh, even though he's such a silly character, and, and like you pointed out several times, he's a golden age character. He's yeah. been around forever. He 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 doesn't take life seriously, but he is super powerful. That he can do anything. Now, just on a quick side note, because the solicits came out. So, what were your reactions to that Alex Ross cover for Plastic Man Number One? I mean, Our, I, I, maybe it was Plastic Man Number Three, but that Alex Ross cover. Like how it has the black and the black, and it's kind of that red. Like it's very it, to me, it felt like it was like Kingdom Come number four inspired, but yes. with Plastic yeah, Man. Exactly. Oh, I thought that was beautiful. And then the variant cover that's going to be out there. One of the covers. It was crazy. It shows a guy holding a gun at Plastic Man, and Plastic Man sticks his fingers through, pops him out, and jabs the dude right in the eye. You know? <laughs> it's like. Yeah, Plastic Man is pretty fucking powerful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I love that that he is going. He's a big part of it. And it's essentially it's bringing him into the Rebirth universe. Did you read the Terrifics? Uh, I have read issue one of the Terrifics so far. Now, did he have a pretty good spotlight in that? Well, I, I think we kind of talked about this uh, a couple weeks back because I read that issue and I was like, it didn't really make any sense because, but it's basically because of uh, they didn't know what they were going to do with Plastic Man. At, or oh, you're right. It was like, how's this going to end? So, so yeah, just do a soft right. Yeah, so he's uh, he's returned to being the egg at the beginning of the Terrifics, and then in that he's like, okay, I guess I'll come out again because uh, you need my help or whatever. And thus now he's part of the Terrifics kind of thing. All but, right. <laughs> um, but uh, eventually, you have we have a lot of versions of Superman and Batman in this because th- those two kind of go through this weird journey together yeah. uh, as they travel through the the I don't know if it's so much the dark the dark multiverse yeah yeah okay it's, yeah, it's the dark multiverse yeah. and and you know you see different versions of himself and then uh, they eventually come across Hawkman who has been missing beasted out yeah because uh, <laughs> Carter Hall. Uh, existed back in the, I want to say, I don't know how far how far back that far back they are supposed to have existed. Uh, Ancient Egyptian time. Well, I mean, or? this version of him is. Oh, okay, yeah, Golden Age Carter Hall, yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah, so World War Two ish era, and then like he eventually gets sucked into uh, the Forge area, or this limbo world, or whatever. And you know what got me mad. Because of all this, I was like, oh, The Death of Hawkman, that miniseries. I should probably buy it. It's going to be vital to this. Doesn't mean a damn thing to it. Nothing. Oh, that was six <laughs> issues of waste. Should have just been The Hunt for Wolverine. <laughs> Sorry. So he's, uh, he's, he's, he's vital to the story because he's the first one to start discovering. Yeah, he's the first detective to go out. And- because he's a, he's a detective of history. He, yeah. he went and figured, he's an archaeologist, and he figured all this stuff out. And, but he wasn't able to, to, to handle it on his own. Uh, and uh, the Challengers Mountain it comes into play. Uh, 
Lady Hawk, uh, Black. I mean, Lady Blackhawk. I should say, yeah. you know, which ends up being Shaira, or yeah, no, Shaira. Is it Shaira? Yeah, or is it? Uh, so I thought it was Kendra. Kendra. No, it was Kendra. Sorry, Shaira. Oh God, I don't. Now I'm stuck. Yeah, Shaira is the original because Shaira should be the original, and then Kendra was like the grandniece, right? But they were kind of merged together. Yeah. But then they kind of really got rid of Kendra during Blackest Night when they killed the Hawks, and then in Brightest Day when they brought him back because now she's like I'm I'm complete. Yeah. So, so I yeah. am Shaira. Yeah. And then yeah, but okay. Uh, eventually, our our team like this is the big complaint that I had, and we talked about it a few times on the podcast is that they keep. Like the Batman who laughs is so good at his job yeah. at being a uh, herald of Barbados, I guess. Like every time the the team thinks they have one up on him, he's like, "I yeah, I planned for this." So yeah, it can't you, be Batman in his planning. Yeah, you you've already I've already already ran this scenario and you lose again, and like they just keep losing up until the last issue when it's all of a sudden like fucking immigrant song coming out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> And fucking uh, Batman and Superman come jumping out of the the forge with Wonder Woman, and they have all the the new tenth yeah, metal, the new metal or Element X or whatever you want to call it, and, and defeat um, Barbados because he has they have hope on their side or they have the light on their side that drives away the darkness that is the dark multiverse. Yeah, what did you feel like at the end of that book or at the end now, of that? I hate this because it's it's like. I don't want to be a jerk. I never really want to trash somebody's comic, but I was kind of underwhelmed. I I, I want to say the same. I like, thought it was very I, like it hit. It hit hard. I was excited. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome stuff!" And like, I want to say probably by like metal four, I was just I'm done because it went from being like you know it was one part, one part, one month, one part, one month, then two parts, three parts, four parts, four parts, two parts, one part space one part space you know and you're just kind of like okay and you know and then like the wild hunt i don't felt that it added anything that was needed to the story and if you even look at the checklist card it wasn't on there it was just kind of like oh grant morrison wants to play hell yeah let's let him dc uh, detective champ it all makes sense it was like what the hell? Like, could I could have missed that issue and it wouldn't matter. So, I mean, for me, it was the right idea, but for darn near a year for a six-part story, I think they spaced it too long. Yeah. I think they really did. And, like, obviously there were some, you know, shipping issues and things like that. I might have to go back and reread the, the trade, a, a, a trade of it, like, as all as one yeah. thing. Like, might, it might sit better, you're right, yeah. like, reading it in one sit, you know, closer together, but... I just like it built itself up. It seemed so awesome. It had all these great ideas, but it was like right around the time a Hawkman found. It's kind of like who cares? Like what am I? What? What? Are, how are they? Why are all these pieces connected? Are they connected? What are they trying to tell me? So I don't know. And at this point, with all the straight out of the out of the oh, pages the, the of New Age of, of Metal, Heroes, uh, like the only one that I see that's really connected is fucking um, uh, uh, the Terrifics, the one that you were talking about. Yeah. And that's only because. Mr. Terrific and Plastic Man are involved, and they were involved in the the other story. Yeah. Like, I, bear in mind, I've only read Sideways, and I have Immortals, but I don't think I've read it yet. So that leaves what? Uh, Damage, side shot, Sideways, Silencer, Silencer. Yeah, because I I read side, Sideways, but I haven't read Silencer yet, which is the FBI agent or you know some kind of Something, government agent, yeah. and she's drawn by John Romita Jr., which. 
already has my problems. So, <laughs> uh, and then there's, there's, I think there's one more, and I'm always damage. I, no, no, no. You said we damage. say damage. Okay. Is it? Is there a challengers one? Yeah, there is the new challengers. Yeah, I think I'm not reading that, which yeah. might come. That might be a more direct. That tie might in. be a good, and I think actually Scott Snyder's writing that one, oh. so that might be a good sequel fallout of the book. Oh, then there's the Immortal Men. I or do we, we said that. Okay. Yeah, the Immortal Men. Yeah, I. You know, it's a neat concept, but I'm going to be honest with you, and this is one of those things where. This new age of heroes sounded neat, and I'm very pro. Like, yeah, dude, give the artist his due. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, because the artist is a storyteller just as much as oh, yeah. the writer is. But when you throw books out there that are launched by creative and they're not necessarily going to stay on the book, then why am I going to stay on the book? And I don't feel like these books are going to make it past issue six. Yeah, I think they're just going to be long enough to be collected in a trade, right? Six or eight, and then they might get dumped. And I don't want to sound dismissive or negative on it, but it's just like it kind of fell lackluster. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, the Terrifics that has potential. That you know, and I, I I love the idea of that one because Mephisto or not Mephisto, I'm sorry, Metamorpho, one of my favorite characters, right? Plastic Man, definitely one of my favorite characters. I love uh, Mister Terrific, Mister Terrific, Michael, Michael Holt. Holt, yeah. Um, I don't know the girl. Phantom lady? Phantom girl? Well, maybe Phantom girl because she's got... She's this, one of the like, legionaries or something like that? I don't know if she's a legionnaire or not because in the first she issue, she she's completely new. Like, no one knows anything about her kind of thing. So, hmm. uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't think she... I think she's, she was created for the book. Probably. I, I'm not sure. I'm not positive on that. Um and I think there's one more character on the team, but I can't remember who it is at the moment. Well, they're chasing after uh, Tom Strong. To- yeah, we, they have a message from Tom Strong. Okay. I remember that. So yeah. uh, that's what and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just I love those characters, so that's why I'm probably going to stick on that book. But you're right. I don't know if it's going to be something that lasts. I mean, essentially, to me, this book is what the old Challengers of the Unknown is. It's like a bunch of adventurers coming together to uh, solve the mysteries that no one else can tackle. Yeah, but you have a new Challengers of the Unknown book. So what do they do in that book? Yeah, Howard Challengers and Terrific's <laughs> different. Uh, I mean, they're both derivatives of something that's pretty fantastic. So, oh, I, mean, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, okay, so in our challenge, what we wanted to do is we wanted to come up with who is our Batman? Who is our Batman character that's going to who we're uh, going to meddle out? <laughs> yeah, who we're going to meddle out, so to speak? Uh, who's our Barbados? Who is the the team that he's going to? Or he or she is going to? Um, be merged out with from. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh then who was our hawkman who is the person that's uh the one that sets the mystery in 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 uh, uh a foot yeah so, uh there you go you want uh you want me to go first i'll go first because i don't know who who's the one that came up with this challenge I think it was more of a just a we came up with the creatively together. Well, I think we just kind of yeah, because like oh we're going to Phoenix Comic Con. Scott Snyder's going to be there. Metal's hot. Let's do that. Let's, Let's take do advantage. That. Okay, so uh, I guess I I mean I don't know if I went with the easy way because the whole idea of metal, so it just really stuck in my mind and was like oh who's who's the character that I want to choose in this? Well, who's the metal character in the in the Marvel universe? Wolverine. He's yep. got he's got the adamantium skeleton. Sneak sneak motherfucker. <laughs> I mean the other option would have been vibranium. And uh, I, I, I guess that would have been uh, Wakanda and uh, Black Panther, which yeah. couldn't have been that wouldn't have been bad. But huh? uh, I definitely I, I went with Wolverine. I think because of the whole adamantium in the metal. Um, so for me, I guess the team that I wanted to merge him with would be his original team, or 
His the all new international giant size X Men. Yeah, there you go. But I mean, I don't know if you call that the original team because in this his storyline, you know, he's he's probably been a part of Alpha Flight before that. And, oh, forget that stuff. That's all imposed history, right? No, that is all imprinted history. That's all stuff that came afterwards yeah. that they just put in. But his first team uh, would have been uh, all new, yeah, all international good. giant size. X-Men. X-Men, yeah. So that would consist of Cyclops, Storms, Colossus, uh, Nightcrawler, Banshee, Sunfire, Thunderbird, uh, and then my villain, because Batman is merged with Joker, essentially, yeah. is his Sabretooth, because who is, jo- yeah, uh, who is the Joker? Joker? Today, yeah. So definitely be. And I guess I got myself a little bit of Amalgam Universe going on here with Dark Claw and yeah, that's true. Batman huh? and, and Wolverine. Hyena. So. Hyena, Hyena and, yeah, so Sabretooth that, yeah. and Joker. Uh, my so then my Barbados, the one character that wants to that is a god that wants to take over the world would be uh, Satarak. Uh, Barbados was created for the story, but I'm using a, a god that's already existing in the Marvel universe, uh, an evil god as he, as is, uh, and and he has a, a herald on this earth, an avatar so so to speak. In Juggernaut, he uses the the Crimson Gem. Of Saturac to create the crimson bands of Saturac to then have the power of a juggernaut. Yes, you know. So, uh, and I think that was another thing that we kind of came up with was the idea that Hawkman was kind of absent from the DC universe. And this, this yeah, like book what was a good way to back. usher a character back in? And I feel like Juggernaut is absent from the Marvel universe at oh, the moment. Oh, he totally is. So, uh, my idea, I guess, if Hawkman was guarding the forge, I'm going to have uh, Juggernaut guarding the mine because my idea is that the gem itself that uh Satirac, i don't know i don't know if he's technically imprisoned in it but he's imprisoned in the crimson cosmos yeah uh from there so it i guess the the gem itself is some type of avenue for him to release his power out into the world uh, we're gonna have that gem be split. It's gonna it's, when light hits a gem, you get the prism. You get a bunch of different uh, uh, ver- fractions of fractions light. of light. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we're gonna create the eight versions of uh, Wolverine um, from this world. This I, red reflection, I guess, because it's all crimson and rubies and gems and shit. So <laughs> uh, you have, uh, and I guess that means that. Juggernaut is kind of a good guy in this story, so maybe I'm retooling the the, the history. Like maybe the maybe a Juggernaut was a guardian to prevent to Cider prevent Act Cider from, from full from, taking yeah, over. Yeah, and maybe Satter has always just been has always manipulated whoever his Juggernaut is to be like, no, you're a bad guy. You're supposed to be helping. Like he has a little bit of influence because he's getting the power. He's stealing the Juggernaut is stealing power from. Uh, Satarak, but he's like, no, no, it's my power, so I'm going to kind of manipulate you. But you still, but the, the as we've seen with Kane Markle, he's always had his own free will. Yeah, his own agenda has been he, what he wants so, to do. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe he's in the big, cos- bigger sense of the cosmos of the Marvel universe. They were he, the Juggernaut was supposed to be the one that's keeping Satarak imprisoned. There you go. Yeah, so that gives him a new status. Yeah, new adventure. That way, when you spin off your Juggernaut number one, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the our hero Wolverine and his sidekick, uh, the Elf Nightcrawler, <laughs> uh, and, and the rest. Maybe the rest of his uh, Justice or not Justice League team, but his all so. new <laughs> X Men team. Have to go and get into this mine, reforge a new gem or unearth a new gem to thus 
in prison uh, Satarak in. Right, right. Uh, so, our versions of Wolverine, though, we go with uh, the leader. The leader of the the, the X-Men at the, the time. greatest X-Men of all time, yes. Yeah, that's not what I said. Uh, we have Cyclops. <laughs> so, you have Cyclops. You, the version of this... Wolverine is very much so the Age of Apocalypse one, where Cyclops takes Wolverine's hand, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, with his with his eye beams, uh, his optic blast. In this storyline, Wolverine gets his revenge by gouging out uh, Cyclops's eyes uh, because, for whatever reason, that's where he's getting his power from. Because take my power, I take your power. Yeah, so he's taking his power. Takes out his Wolverine takes out his own eyes, but with his healing factor is able to incorporate Cyclops' eyes into his, thus giving him the death gaze and his name. Nice, <laughs> you know, which then you know makes him more of a, the methodical one. It's it's I don't know. I guess going with your symmetry, he's kind of the Dawnbreaker version of uh, you know this world. Yeah, like he's the one who's definitely going to pick it apart and yeah, you know that, that systematically. Oh there you go, systematic shutdowns on yeah. it. You know, it's like here you go, uh, Storm strategy <laughs> storm is in this in in their red reflection world uh wolverine and and, and storm their their relationship blossoms the one that we saw was that also age of apocalypse oh man where did well that was from the cartoon okay I that was saw the cartoon, cartoon version of it okay because they've, they've had wolverine and storm get together but it's like they haven't gotten together and i think they would make a good couple i don't so, see why not yeah. every yeah Everybody ends up liking Wolverine for some reason at some point. Yes. Uh, weird. <laughs> uh, so Storm, the two of them get together, and in this version of it, uh, maybe they return to Africa, and she uses, she ends up getting killed by uh, alien invasion of the of the uh, the scrolls. The scrolls then uh, using scroll technology and and maybe Wakandan technology. Uh, he combines her mutant power with his, and now you have a Wolverine that can control the weather, and more importantly, lightning. And think about that on a very metal album cover, where you oh have these God. claws with lightning just coming off of them or coming out of them or something, you know. Uh, so then you ha- that's you get the Berserker out of that, which is you know another name of Crazy Storm, uh, a Lightning Storm. Yeah, yeah there you berserker. go. Berserker, uh, Colossus, Colossus. In this in this storyline, you have uh, you have um, Colossus Wolverine. Instead of being taken in by the Weapon X program in Canada, you have uh, you have um, the Red Room taking him in over at Russia. So uh, instead of the Red Room, kind of picks apart a mutant by the name of Peter Rasputin, taking his mutant gene. And uh, manipulating it with adamantium that they have, they cover Wolverine in, in adamantium instead of uh, just his bones. It's his outer body, so he's got the strength and the uh, the 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 killer instinct that Wolverine has. And now you have the hammer and sickle. That's you know very much a blunt object, and then the sharp object. Like he's he's able to cut a swath of. Uh, death across the the country making russia it's number you know the superpower that it's supposed to be i like that because that totally takes out the cold war makes it crazier and different and then like i want you to put in for like the writing you know like soviet russia 
I am still the best there is at what I do. You know, like, <laughs> play with that whole meme speak and the, the fact that Wolverine's got his catchphrase. Okay, so next on my team, I have uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, uh, the idea, I think, from this one is kind of the same idea that you had with the Red Death. So Batman manipulating Barry to the point where uh, he becomes, uh, they beca- they merge, they become one kind of thing. Yeah, he wants that access to the speed force. So in this case, Wolverine wants access to... To bamfing, to porting, whatever you want to call it. So... Uh, he uses his CIA training to basically manipulate and uh, uh, psychologically break down Nightcrawler to the point where he doesn't want to exist anymore, and he tries to bamf away. And Wolverine is then able to, um, you know, lock become into that lock energy, into it. Yeah, whatever way you want to say it. So now you have a it's kind of like a Wolverine that's also like. Uh, Was it the Murder Splink version? You know, where she uses her teleportation to. Um, to or her porting her portals to kill people Ugh. kind of thing. So you have the vanishing. That's... Now, could you imagine a ninja who can teleport? Like, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's it's gonna be bad. Um, Banshee. Banshee's the next one. Banshee. Then uh, so this was the this was my um, Aquaman. Swap. This is the gender swap. So you have uh, uh, what is it? Jamie Howlett, and uh, <laughs> we're doing. Um, Sandra Cassidy instead of Sean Cassidy. And uh, this is... uh, Jamie Howlett is a female version of Wolverine that is uh, undercover with the IRA. And uh, Sean Cassidy in the 616 was a cop. So we have an Irish female cop. And I'm going to put the two of them in a relationship together. Uh, The IRA ends up killing uh, Sean Cassidy. Or, I'm sorry, Sandra Cassidy. And because of this, Jamie Hallett goes crazy. She yeah, she goes in, lover. yeah she goes she goes into this rage of uh, of Irish folklore and and mysticism and stuff. So thus getting the power of the banshee, getting the 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 the, the, the sonic cry, then to take over the world. So you have a bone claw uh, female with a with a sonic scream that can oh, blow your head off, and uh, that's the death cry. Nice. So there you go. You got the death cry she, as she takes over that world. Uh, Sunfire. This one was a little difficult. Like, I'm not too familiar with Sunfire, so I, I, had, a, I had a hard time doing this one. But I think we're going to do a little reversal. Like, this was Sunfire going, go, kind of going crazy himself and wanting to take over. And his biggest obstacle was Wolverine. Well, then you have, uh, you have him burning Wolverine to death. Thinking that would be the thing that would take him out, but you, but you don't. He doesn't take oh, into Wolverine account. Wolverine doesn't die that easy. <laughs> yeah, Wolverines don't die that easy. So his uh, regenerative property is the fact that the ashes of Wolverine were are inside of Sunfire's lungs, inside of his body, inside of his cells at all points. So the two of them are essentially merged together, and they are uh, as Sunfire has to burn Wolverine out. Wolverine thus grows in, you know, kind of yeah. thing. So his mind is taken over and his the and we know when Wolverine is damaged enough, he goes into that white white rage, that white uh uh murderous image. So you have the power of Sunfire and the power of, of a berserker Wolverine as the two are combining and just fire claws everywhere. You know, kind of thing. And then the fact that this thing can fly too. <laughs> yeah, flying. Oh, 
Because, yeah, what you want to do is you want to give Wolverine the ability to fly and, <laughs> and burn things. Uh, that would give you the scorched earth, though. Uh, nice. la- uh, not last, but we have Thunderbird. Thunderbird, uh, once again, you know, didn't really get a lot of... Uh, Comic book page time. Comic book page time. I was about to say screen time. No, I was going to say too. Page time like, oh. is about the better way to put it. Uh, but you know, he was very much wrapped up in his Native American history, mythology, and stuff like that. Uh, I think he had uh, super strength and and invulnerability is yeah. essentially what his powers were. Uh, but he ends up dying. He ends up sacrificing himself, or he essentially like he chased down Count Nefera. In, on the like on the escape plane, and then punched through it to the point where the plane crashed and exploded. So he kind of sacrificed himself, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the idea of this one is that it's not uh, it's not so much Wolverine going evil, but it is uh, the, a character that we find out later in the X Men universe of Warpath, uh, James Proudstar, uh, the younger brother, the right? younger brother to John Proudstar. Uh, so instead of going in the, the the version of Warpath where he becomes an, the next fighter, the next uh, unstoppable, uh, you know, proud star, he goes the shaman way, and he he then uh, uses the ghost of Thunderbird to inhabit the body of Wolverine. So you have n- now two very angry souls because a man who who's dead goes up yeah. goes into the man who. Who is always angry? That always kills. You know, it's he's the best. It is what he does, uh, and we throw in a little bit more of the mythology of of the Apache uh, Native American tribes, and instead of Thunderbird, we have the Blood Serpent. You know, because the the, the the serpent is death, the, but it's also rebirth. So it's uh, it plays both those angles exactly. Like that. So uh, that does sound very metal too, <laughs> <laughs> right? A Blood Serpent. Uh, but finally, we have uh, Sabretooth. Now, once again, I'm manipulating the story a little bit. I'm not. I'm not taking Wolverine. I'm taking Sabretooth. And instead of the Weapon X program giving uh, Wolverine the Animantium Claws, this is uh, Sabretooth getting the Animantium Claws. He's getting the Animantium Bones, the Animantium Claws. The, he's getting all the stuff that Wolverine makes Wolverine one of the best uh, killers in the business and the the you know the the best at it, best at what he does kind of thing. And without the Wolverine there to keep him in check, oh shoot! Who's who's going to stop Sabretooth with with Animantium? No yeah. one. So that he is the Weapon X. He is the one. You know, he's he controls. He's got all of the 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 bonuses of Wolverine and all of the the sadisticness of Sabretooth. So damn, that is a lethal character. <laughs> <laughs> so that that that's my character. Eventually. They they make it into the the mine. They forge out a new gem. It's you know the the diamond of Satarak. So it's harder <laughs> to defeat and and thus imprison him in his uh, crimson cosmos. And uh, yes, out of the pages of uh, I don't know what's going to be called the Marvel Knights Red uh, Crimson Tide. Uh, We'll have the New Age of Wolverines. <laughs> yeah, we'll have the New Age of Wolverines, and we'll have the Juggernaut number one. So nice. There you go. I like that. I really like. Um, I like the possessions, um, the character backstories on that. You know, it's it's just it's fun. It's taking Wolverine and like pimping him out to the extreme. <laughs> and, 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 and when I told you originally that I was going to do Wolverine, he's like, "Yeah," because that's what we need is more Wolverines in this world. And I was like, "Fuck it, this is this is my challenge." Except hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. This is my joke to the Marvel use. Like you have already have 
ten thousand Wolverines, I'm gonna add eight more. Yep, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I like it. I would read that. Especially too, I like Juggernaut. I mean, like he is a great character, and I like the fact that you're giving him that new role. Like he's gonna be a hero, you know. Like, you know, he's he's this. You know, he's he's a gatekeeper. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's this bigger juggernaut that has a better mission. I dig that. All right. So here we go. Now I'm going to go into my side of the fence. So like you, when I thought of metal, I was like, oh, man, I started thinking of all the metals of the Marvel Universe. And one face came to mind. Dr. Doom. Ooh. I was like, oh, my God. And like, fuck, that sounds metal enough as it is. Like, Dr. Doom. I you mean, know? The, the idea of Dr. Doom is the, the, the man in the Iron Mask, right? Yeah, yeah, And exactly. that's definitely been used on rock covers oh, and God, shit all yeah. the time. So, yeah, the man in the Iron Mask, Dr. Doom, I like it. Yep, so, all right. So, taking following that script, so Barbados, who's the dark god who's basically bringing the dark multiverse onto Earth, Entropy. Which is the end in some definitions. You know, that is the be-all, end-all. So in the form of mathematics, when you have negative and positive collide, it all becomes negative. It's all done. So this is where entropy decides to be like, I'm going to take the negative zone and start having it collide. So as he searches through, and this is where he gets to go through... um, Through kind of like through the, the caretaker of the forge. So... The weird world will be my forge, and this will spin out of actually what's happening for Black Knight. Dane Whitman, he'll be mm. my Hawkman. So like he is that. in charge of the Ebony Blade. Now, the Ebony Blade brings out negative emotions, so it all kind of ties back into that negativity where we're just going to have this overflow of negativity and overthrow the positive you know, comics and Marvel and all that fun stuff. So now, Dane, or oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but the Black Knight, uh, does he, in the Marvel Universe, does he stem out of uh, King Arthur? And That's the- what I originally thought. Um, but he's very much a newer character. So I think it's kind of like one of those things where like, maybe it's kind of like, it's a mantle. Okay. So I think this current incarnation, Dane Whitman, he very much is probably like, oh, you know, maybe he has, you know, uh, an ancestor in you know King Arthur or Sir Lancelot, but it's definitely like like the the Ebony Blade used to be a good thing, but recently I think it was in the Uncanny Avengers book they had it so that he actually used the Ebony Blade to kill someone, mm. and then that's why he exiled himself to the Weird World and like started and this is all Fallout from Secret War, so it doesn't matter what you do with it. That's why I get to do what I want with it. <laughs> but he's building up an army there and the Avengers Unity Squad went to try to jail him and be like, Hey man, you gotta pay your crimes for murdering somebody but they were like, Ah, the blade made him crazy and he's kinda responding decently enough. <laughs> But that's just going to be Entropy's cover. Like, hey, this is a great foothold for me. By bringing the, the Ebony Blade to this weird world, its powers and channels can do some more stuff. So, you know, as, as they're looking through and they decide, okay, well, who's the one character that can transverse, you know, everything, science and magic? Well... That's Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. No, Doctor Strange isn't much in the technology. Mister Fantastic isn't the much away of magic, but it comes down to Doom. He knows both those worlds, so he will be my Batman. He will be the one that is basically going through this. So Entropy decides, okay, well, why not get you know the smartest of the smart, the Illuminati? So he looks throughout you know these negative versions of the Marvel multiverse and he finds them. So the Illuminati, I'm going with the original lineup. So my first one will be Mr. Fantastic. 
So in this world, um, Dr. Doom, when he's facing off against the Fantastic Four for the first time, he basically, like he's always done with Silver Surfer trying to steal the cosmic power, he decides to steal the cosmic powers that the Fantastic Four has. So he gains their abilities, and he calls himself Dr. Fantastic, because <laughs> a doctor's better than a mister, right? That's right. So that's his short story there. I mean, just ask Dr. Pepper Mr. Piv. Yep, he always exactly. holds that doctorate over yeah, Mr. Piv. can't beat that degree. <laughs> um so then on another world where we have Dr. Doom, he actually becomes a PhD and he's a great surgeon and he happens to be in a car accident. Surgeon, then you he's know. an MD. The, oh, man, don't get all technology. Yeah, no technical <laughs> on me on this. So anyway, well, he's still a doctor, right? We, yep. we still have, okay, so he's still at least a doctor. So he gets in the car accident, but he scars his face, not his hands. But how could he go out there and be a beautiful surgeon? He can't do this. So he wants to go out there and find it. So he meets the ancient one. But instead of it being like, uh, oh, God, like a barren... Uh, Oh, uh, it was Mordu? Mordu. Instead of Mordu, you know, being there to be like, hey, you know, you and I could team up against the Ancient One. He's like, yeah, we could. But then, you know, Victor encases Mordu and he's like, or not Mordu. Yeah, Mordu. He's like, he encases him. He's like, hey, this guy was going to try to strip you of your title. That's my honor. So yeah. he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. But because this is metal, he'll become the Sorcerer Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Dr. Doom goes in there hard and takes it from the beginning. Next mem- next person on my Illuminati is Black Bolt. So in this case, um, Dr. Doom decides, you know, as he's looking around in his kingdom, he wants to start expanding, and he hears legend of the lost and humans in their kingdom. So he goes to take the kingdom by force. So, of course, you have that showdown between, you know, kings and stuff like that. So Dr. Doom and, and Black Bolt are fighting it out. Of course, Dr. Doom's going to win in this realm. He eventually takes over the... Uh, the uh, what's the Terrigen Mist? So once he gets his power, it's kind of a mimicry of um, what Black Bolt has. Holy so crap. he'll become the last word. Wow! So just the idea of this right now is the that not only is uh, does Doctor Doom know about the Terrigen Mist, but he that means that he went through them and and survived. So that means he's also an Inhuman, like in, and didn't yeah. know about it his whole life. So he's an Inhuman, then gets an Inhuman power. And has the magic of Doctor Doom and the smarts of Doctor Victor Von Doom. Like, yes, that is insane. And the, and what'd you call him? He will be called the last word. So I like that. So because you know how uh, Black Bolt when he says stuff, it destroys stuff. Mm-hmm. So whatever Doom comes, he just whispers Doom. Oh and my shit! <laughs> hits the fan. Oh, that is perfect. I love that. <laughs> I can't wait to see the artist draw that. Like I want the just the small word bubble. Four letters, D-O-O-M, and then the page is all destroyed. So that's what I want there. Um, next up, we'll have Namer. So Namer was resurrected in Fantastic Four issue four, and then Doctor Doom appeared in issue five. So very early on in his career. So I decide that once in this case, again, with Doctor Doom thinking about expanding Latveria, when he hears about you know Namer being resurrected, he goes after Namer and captures him. And of course, he does the whole like, well, I'm the one who can help you. I hate the humans as well, blah, 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 blah. So he's doing this basically trying to discover all the ancient atlantean artifacts and kingdoms and stuff like that and so basically he does you know namer takes him into confidence they become buddies he takes him to what he does are they he helps him find or sorry doom helps namer find uh atlantis so when he does go there of course doom's going to betray him he wants all those great um you know atlantean artifacts spells and everything so he becomes the you're gonna have to help me because you gave me a better name for this the levithian 
Leviathan. Leviathan. Yeah. So that's the like sea. The sea beast. It's it, yeah. it's like it's the that's the story of the the creature that uh, you know would would inca- would destroy boats and and sailors and stuff as they tried to travel to the new world and you know like and you see in those old maps where you have a the serpent that's in the in the in the um the water kind of thing so uh yeah that i i think that that that's perfect it's it's once again like the idea of doom like you know being (laughs) yeah he's already technology smart he's already got the sorcery but then he picks up these other things Yeah. yeah like that's why i was like dude this character is gonna like? I mean, first off, could you imagine a Batman Doctor Doom fight? Ooh. You know, those. Uh, you know, they're both famous for their prep time, their technology, and things like that. So that's why I was like, okay, I think Doom could really fit this, and I think he's got a leg up on Batman because of the sorcery. Yeah, so yeah. he believes in it, or yeah. he practices it. Yep. So, so that, so he's gonna take that. Um, my next character. So this one's gonna kind of spin out of modern times. So instead of it being uh, Red Skull who took the deceased brain of Charles Xavier. No. It'll be Dr. Doom no. who takes the brain. So he slaps it onto his brain. He gets the telepathy. So now, again, now you go from technology, sorcery, and telepathy. So he'll become the dark thought. Oh. So you're just going to have him all over the place screwing with your mind. Screwing with everybody's yeah. mind. And so this last one, because there was the gender swap, and I have to take advantage of this name. I almost I almost feel like, and, and not to, to cut you off again, but I almost feel like, now Doom gets to have Doom bots made of people, like because they're all gonna just follow his his. Hey, that's a good call. I like that in the <laughs> book where it's like you know, yeah. Every time you think you've slayed Doom or you, you see his minions coming, yeah, they're just people. Yeah, you know, and he should do that. He's like, to me, my Doom bots, and everybody <laughs> like those are people, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> are they Latverian? Because they're my people. If they're not Latverian, they're just Doom bots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. I'll steal that in the book. Um, but anyway, so this one, it's the gender swap. So a young Victoria Von Doom who comes to work for Antonia Stark. So, you know, Antonia Stark is like, hey, we're going to go overseas. We got this big contract. Can you take it for me? Sure, not a problem. So the explosion happens. The shrapnel happens into Victoria. She winds up building the armor out of the shrapnel, encased with hate, you know, just like all these things. Like, you know, he built it in a cave. She built it in a cave. Like, we're going to have all that one. But I had to do this one just for the name. This character becomes the Iron Maiden. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> we can't get any more metal than that. No, you can't. So anyways, those, what, six, three, four, five? Yeah, those six are sent out there. So, of course, Dr. Doom is like, fuck no, there can be nobody better than Doom. So Doom goes on a quest. This winds up leading him to the weird world where he helps the Black Knight does he, discover. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, does he have a super? Does he have a Superman on his on his side that's helping him go through this journey? Ooh, God, that's a good question because that's true. You did have that. I guess. I mean, if if in a pitch. Maybe this is where I played up that it turns out that's Magneto because we used to always have those Dr. Doom Magneto team ups. Yeah. You know, so boom, that's, you know, Magneto comes in. It's like, hey, you know, if humanity gets enslaved, so does mutants. Right. So, you know, there we go. So that's my my Superman. So we get to see some crazy versions of Magneto along the way as well. But those two are duking it out. Eventually, they, you know, Dr. Doom hypothesizes, well, wait a second. If there's the ebony blade, which can bring out negative emotion, then there must clearly be an ivory blade. Or, yeah, an ivory blade, which can bring out the positive emotion. So Doom wields this. And I want, like, because kind of how we saw the JLA and those cool armors when they got the yes, silver medal yes, on them. Yes. I want, like, an all-silver Doctor Doom 
you know, very like knights looking with the ivory blade. And he just starts sword fighting entropy into oblivion. And then, but once that's destroyed, basically that sets off the barriers between negative and positive. So we now have a zero. Ooh. So we have a nothingness, we have a positiveness, we have a negativeness, and they both reach out even further into the infinities. And I feel like I feel like at some point in the story you would have to throw Excalibur in there, like the actual sword, the one that, <laughs> you know, gives uh the power to well, the power to uh, Lionheart as yeah. opposed to uh Captain Britain Captain to, Britain. Uh, yeah, to King Arthur and all yeah, that. Yeah, so like, like just as a, a red herring, like you know, that could be Magneto being like, "Oh, a sword, a sword that would go against the Ebony Blade would be the Excalibur, the Excalibur obviously." Yeah. And then Doom is eventually like, "No, that that doesn't make any sense." And then you figure out you see, he finds the lore that says, "Oh, there's an ivory blade out there." Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that you went with a villain, like the yeah, idea. Yeah, I kind of wanted to toss that one up on its ear, you know. I was like, oh. Because I, I thought about that. Like, I was like, okay, a hero would be the traditional method. So let me try a villain in this case. And, you know. And then on the spot, you gave him a villain sidekick or a partner to go <laughs> along with it. So that's that was perfect, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll play up that side. I mean, I guess, do you count Magneto as a villain? I mean, he's kind of wishy-washy now, or what, whether he's a villain or a hero, or he's both, or he's neither, or whatever he is. He cares about Well, mutants. these are very vain men who will do yes. what they deem is right. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I mean I kind of I I mean I kind of I don't know I don't know about the the past team ups between Magneto and Doom but I kind of want to throw in like a you know the Lynchers as they were trying to leave uh, 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 Nazi occupied wherever no, they take refuge in, in Latveria in, in Latveria yeah, yeah. So. I've always liked that like I, that's kind of like because you try to figure out like it was funny because. I mean, I don't know if they ever did. I don't think I ever saw that. But you never saw artwork with Magneto and Red Skull together. Like, even back in the 60s. Like, they never really played up the whole, like... Because nowadays in modern times, you know, we've seen Magneto's like, I'll fucking kill you, Red Skull. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're a Nazi. You're a Nazi, you know? And I don't like Nazis. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I never saw that. But very much with, you know, both of them having gypsy roots in their heritage, mm-hmm. I kind of felt that, yeah, how come there was never, like, maybe do the, the Lenshares hail from Latveria and they just moved to Germany, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there's something where you could play that off and, you know, give them a little bit of a, maybe there's a reason why they're, they're world's finest of evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I think that was a, that was a great story that you, you produced there and, and definitely in the vein of metal and what, you know, <laughs> what they were trying to produce. So, uh, if anybody else has, uh, some ideas or like comments on what we, we had to say here, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Mitchipedia G E R. Chris is also on Twitter as. So I am on Twitter. I have to pull up the new name because I decided my old one wasn't easy enough. So here we go. I am on Twitter. You can find me as at stuff. I should say G-E-R. That's S-T-U-F-I-S-H-U-D-S-A-Y-G-E-R. And uh, the rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page and GeekEliteRadio.com is our website. Go on there and check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Radio Network. And as we said, uh, we are going to be at Phoenix Comic Fest this, this weekend. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to talk to Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo about uh, what we thought of metal. And and if you get a chance, you know, tweet this uh, podcast at them to, so that they know what we were talking about and how Help get us on their radar. <laughs> yeah, so we so they know that we what we thought of metal in the Marvel universe, uh, but. Uh, until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.